This talk is supported by SmallPDF, the successful Swiss scale-up making PDF easy for over a billion people around the world since 2013. You may remember them from a previous podcast we hosted with their CEO, Dennis Just. Their mission is to make PDFs and life easy for people across the world, a mission made possible with their 90-plus amazing employees across Zurich, Belgrade and Barcelona. If you want to join this fast-growing Swiss scale-up, visit smallpdf.com forward slash Swisspreneur and apply. We're not thinking only to sell a house and that's it. We really want to have this 360 degree for clients like buyers, tenants, sellers and give them the access to all these different services based on one platform. Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Sylvan. Levent, a very well welcome to the Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. I'm glad to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation. You're the co-founder and CEO at Property, a technology-driven real estate company modernizing real estate and residential rentals, basically. Before we talk about your story, I actually want to start with your personal background. You worked for more than 10 years at the large real estate agent. So I'm curious, first of all, what actually drew your initial interest to join the real estate industry? Yeah, it's, it actually was quite funny. At this time, uh, when I did my, my college, I, I started as a, as a call agent uh, to make some sales there to right. the next one in my college. And after that, you know, I got these career opportunities. I had a, a great uh, opportunity there and where I could develop myself. And uh, that's how the story began, actually. So it was sort of a sidekick at first and then got more and more interesting for you. Yeah, so it, it went from time to time more serious and serious. So it mm-hmm. was, yeah, just for... Yeah, doing some money there, and then I get got promoted, and, and yeah. that that how the story in into real estate began actually. So you start as a sales guy there, sort of on telephone sales. Yeah. When did you then dis- decide or actually realize that you got like that you're really good at what you're doing in the real estate part? Actually, it was quite funny. I, I got this development within the company. I was then in the age of 23, I think, managing director, country manager, and then I was COO in the age of 25. And that's actually how it developed. And mm-hmm. uh, after 10 years, when, when I was there in, the, in this company, I got a burnout. So I was also studying next to, uh, to, next to the job, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was for me also realizing that work is very important, of course, but that there's always uh, someone yeah, you should care about yourself, right? And, and yeah, that's how it ended then, right? So I think these are two, you know, very important topics or very pivotal moments in your career. Mm-hmm. First, the very rapid career, you know, mm-hmm. 25 CEO at the large company. Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel? Was that a lot of pressure to be in that position at a very young age, or how did you deal with that? Actually, it, it you know it, it was a very great experience. Actually, it was COO, right? Just to, mm-hmm. to <laughs> um, yeah, it was a very great um, um, uh, experience there. Um, I think it, it was for me at this time. I was also studying at the Carlos uh, Fachhochschule. And uh, this was the, the biggest challenge is actually was not to lose myself, let's say, in the, in the work, right? And, and 
not forgetting myself. And I think this was the biggest mistake which I've done because I was always quite, you know, um, focused. I was very, yeah, in this this mode to grow, sort of, to, to challenge myself, right? And right. yeah, that's, the, I think it was a very great experience. I'm very happy about it. I'm, I yeah. learned very much. Uh, I had a, like also a great time there and, and yeah. It was like a second education, so to speak, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. But then it got also a bit too much because he said you then had a burnout because you were working too much or it was overwhelming. Can you talk a bit more how that felt when you were realizing this is becoming too much, I'm actually ending up in a burnout. How does that feel? Actually, you know, it was from time to time. There mm -hmm. was moments where I, I forgot this example, the name of, of my teammates. I, I couldn't sleep uh, very much anymore. Um, I, I did failures, you know, and, and, and I think it, it was a progress, right? And then there, the moment came when I just woke up in the morning and uh, I felt nothing anymore, right? And, mm -hmm. and I think there was also important for myself to realize, okay, I had a very great story there. I, I worked for 10 years yeah. and it was the time to, to realize, okay, that I'm also important by myself, right? It's not only work. And uh, yeah, I think this was very important for myself to also see that, right? How old were you when the burnout ha happened? Was that also around 25? Uh, it was actually three years later, okay. in the age of 28. And yeah, so I was approximately three years as um, COO there and, mm -hmm. and, and country manager and, and, and the board of directors. And yet yeah, that's actually how, how it happened, right? And what you decided to do is then to leave, right? Because you said it's too much. You also need to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I imagine having this rapid career, you know, huge responsibility, mm -hmm. great career. But at the same time, then making the decision to leave that must have been a very, very difficult decision to take. How did you do that? Did you have any people you talked to or how did you reach that decision that it was time for you to step down and leave? Yeah, actually, it was funny. At this time, this was the first time which I really spoke about it with my brother, actually. Yeah. And I was at this time in, in Dubai in holi on holidays. Mm -hmm. and, and it was the first time which I really spoke in an open way to my brother. And I, I told him, I listen, I'm, I'm very sort of tired and, and I, I couldn't do it anymore. Right. And... Um, it was actually the point that they realized that even though I, I couldn't deliver this, the, the, the things which I wanted to deliver, and that was actually the reason why. And um, when I left then the company, uh, to be honest, I think then the sort of the nightmare began mm -hmm. because it started like that, that, you know, from today to tomorrow, there was 10 years. I was like, the job was very important for myself. Like I was always, yeah, I'm doing career and sure. this was, was one of the most important things for me. And then from today to tomorrow, everything was away, right? Yeah. And I think at this time, realizing that there are no calls, no emails anymore, so you're actually nothing anymore, sort of, I'd say, right? Yeah. And in my age, it was hard to understand that, you know? Yeah. There was this point where I really realized, okay, fuck, what are we doing now? And then, yeah, it went really crazy. Uh, so it, it was not an easy time at all but Absolutely. I also didn't realize you know what kind of experience I had at this time yeah I mean exactly what you said right you, you lose your identity to a certain degree exactly. because you built so much invested so much in your career how did you then manage that transition to also let go and pick yourself back together and, and find strength again did you get any help from family or from professionals or how do you do that process I, I think one thing is very important is that you should 
know who you are, right? So I had right. enough time to, to really spend with myself. I was like walking uh, in, 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 at the lake. I was like spending very much time with myself. I tried to go abroad and, and really find myself back, right? And then I had my brother, which I'm very thankful for it, where he su really supported me. And there were a couple of friends, also my, 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 my mother. And uh, I think first I had to learn who actually Levent is, let's say, right? right and, yeah. and I think this was quite intense. Um, I had to spend time with me. There was, you know, I was always very in this mood of doing sports and going to gym and stuff because yeah. uh, as you, I played ice hockey, right? Um, in the earlier years. And this was for me very, like, I, I couldn't understand that I, I'm not a, let's say, it was very hard for me to, that, to understand that I can't deliver anymore, right? Mm. And this was, Christ, I think the sort of depression, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, looking back, would you do something differently to avoid the burnout? Or did you also say, no, this actually had to happen to find new strength to also get to where you are today? Actually, to be honest, I'm, I, I think this was very a very grateful um, experience for me. And I, I wouldn't avoid it, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, because I learned very much out of it and, and I'm very proud of it so I'm also yeah. quite speaking openly because it's something which we for, forget right in a, in, a, yeah. in a way when you always want to really improve yourself this this, this sort of growth and, and mindset right yeah. but I think for me it's it, it was a, a, a big learning right mm -hmm. and, and yeah thank you for sharing that so openly I think that's very well needed to see that burnout is a reality and that you can also get out of it if you take the right consequences and learnings from it. So then you, you spend a lot of time with yourself to understand who you really are. Mm -hmm. And I think out of that process, you then also sort of defined or sort of found or felt your purpose, your motivation to come back to the business world, right? Yeah, no, there was one moment that I still remember it. Uh, I, I was waking up in the morning. I, I was looking at the mirror and I saw myself like really, I was... Sorry for that fucked up sort of, right? Sure. And um, I watched into the mirror and I was like, hey, what's going on with you, right? And mm -hmm. this in this moment, I realized, hey, you have so much experience and in, in your age. And this was the point where I realized, okay, now I have to go forward, right? I really have to step, yeah, let's let everything behind and, and move on, right? And I think this was actually the point then where I realized, okay, it's, everything about mindset sort of right mm -hmm. and then you actually took that step right and also the stronger relationship to your brother and then in 2019 you actually found a property together as brothers exactly. which i think is a very beautiful story <laughs> to emerge from the very difficult times so talk a bit more about how you then decided to actually start a company together and why starting a company you know to go back into that stress into the mm -hmm. pressure of mm -hmm. building and having your own company why that was the right step for you? Actually, at this time, I I already had like two Starbucks, which I founded in uh, in earliest age with, with my brother, which went really successful. Um, but like founding probably was not planned at all, right? But I was thinking about the point, and I was like the past year I was really in technology into technology and real estate, and I realized that generally the the real estate industry is really outdated, sort of. Mm -hmm. It's not disrupted at all, and it's a huge potential, you know. And then we decided actually end of 2019 to, to found property. And that's how the, the story began, actually. Yeah. And what were you focusing on back in the days? You know, what was like your first 
initial idea that you started to talk about? What was your focus? The idea was, or the purpose was sort of, real estate uh, business is complex, we're here to simplify it, right? So mm -hmm. it was the point that we said we want to make real estate industry more accessible, more transparent, like uh, uh, really creating value for customers, right? Mm -hmm. This was actually the, the, the reason or the first thoughts which we had. Right. But if you then, you know, read the mission and vision statements of companies in the real estate sector, I'm sure that you find these words on probably like every second website. So what really differentiates you? Why are, is, is property not just another real estate company, one of many out there? I think two, there are two points which are quite important, right? First thing is we want to create this customer value, right? Mm -hmm. We want to, to we, we say it, we want to found a company which really creates value out of it. And the second thing is we're actually a software company and a real estate company in one month, let's say. Yeah. So we are developing a transaction-based platform which disrupts and, and digitalizes the, the whole um, yeah, the process, how you make transactions sort of, right? So we're not thinking only to sell a house and that's it. We really want to have this 360 degree mm -hmm. for clients like buyers, tenants, sellers, and give them the access to all these different services based on one platform, actually. And you do that by helping people to lend, like let their apartments, right, to rent them out, but mm -hmm. you also help people to buy or sell their apartments or houses. So you, you serve both sides. That's why you call it platform, right? Exactly, exactly. We, we serve both sides. We also do like, we're helping people with moving, cleaning services, mortgages, renovations and stuff like that. So, yeah. so the whole 360 degree, exactly. Got it. And I think in an internal discussion, you also brought up the perfect storm. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a bit more about what that exactly means. What is the perfect storm and how do you play or take advantage of the perfect storm with property? Of course. Like if you think at the moment, like the, the, the real estate agents, realtors, they're still very working in a still quite manual way, right? Mm -hmm. So they are perhaps have great homepages and, and they're using some software so we, where not adaptable at all. Yeah. And it's very manually, like the process are very manual, right? And right. I really believe that we are in, the, in with also with this COVID crisis, right? So it, it when uh, it gave a quite a big shape into the digitalization. And the mm -hmm. point is, we really believe that the storm is that it will disrupt the whole real estate industry. With other words, the it's a big change that's going on at the moment. So mm -hmm. um, the 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 all traditional realtors they they are still working in quite manual way, and and it's like time for this storming, meaning that. We disrupt the industry. We really try to solve the, the customer value, sort of, and try to use it with technology and, and, and yeah, revolutionize actually the, the whole industry, right? And how do you exactly do that with technology? Like, what is your unfair advantage? Is it really the, the platform where you say you have everyone and everything they need in terms of their real estate business in the same platform? Or what is your play, your contribution to, you know, to make that easier, to make it better? There are two sides. One side is at the moment we have our own real estate agents which are working uh, for us actually. Mm -hmm. There we try to automatize up to 80% of all the, all the processes, right? Well, so yeah. as example, we have four portals overall. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that the agents, they really serve time with clients and we do the rest, right? Yeah. And the other side, we, earlier or later, we perhaps will open our, our platform also for agents which are not hired by us, as sort of mm -hmm. partner agents, where we really try to improve their business and really 
cre create a value out of it, right? And I yeah. think that's also the big advantage of being a, a software company and a real estate company uh, in one. I even one. tested it once myself and I also talked I to the too, agent yeah. and yeah. he said, he saves a lot of time on the administrative follow-ups, etc. So there you really seem to give them time back so they can manage more properties with less time, basically, exactly. without compromising the quality. Exactly. And that's actually the point, right? So our agents, they serve at, uh, between 35 up to 40 listings per mm -hmm. agent. And uh, a, a common traditional agent serves between 10 and 12, 10 to 15. Yeah. And it's a big difference. We also always do, always do these virtual tours, as you also did, I think. We do also exactly. score you, right? So we yeah. see, hey, Silvan, could you be the perfect tenant for us or not? Mm -hmm. And yeah, we work with, with, with scoring and grading, with automatic to really yeah, right. find the perfect, find the perfect uh, fit, sort of, right? Yeah. And how does your business model work? Do you then take a commission on the property that you either sell or help to rent out? Or what is your business model behind the whole platform? It's actually a transaction-based platform. The idea is really to, to gain on the transaction, sort of. And we also work with kickbacks. So okay. it's really a transaction-based platform on selling, renting, and managing properties. And of course, when we act as a lead generator, sort of, with two partners, with moving, cleaning, mortgages, and so on and so on. Got it. So there are multiple revenue streams that you exactly. can access. Exactly. Now, let's also talk about some challenges along the way, right? Building a platform, as you mentioned before, you always have to bring two sides together. Mm -hmm. And doing that is not always easy. Usually one side is easier to acquire, especially if you think about Zurich, right? Mm -hmm. You have many people who want to live in Zurich, mm -hmm. but there's just, there's just not enough offering. Mm -hmm. So do you focus more on one side of the platform to bring them in and have a higher effort there to have a good balance? Actually, here it depends, of, of course, on the market. Like Switzerland, uh, I think the hard part is to really get the right listings, right? So mm -hmm. there we also work with, with like with our data analytics team, sort of. We we, we have like several data we, which we can write and, and we try to create the, the best value out of it for the property owners, right? Yeah. yeah, because usually, you know, if you get just the deals that nobody else can sell or rent out, you're probably not going to succeed much more than the others, right? Exactly right. So, what, what is your unfair advantage? How do you get access to the best deals? Because that's the KO criteria, I imagine. I think there are two points, again. <laughs> One is the, the, the human empowerment technology. So mm -hmm. we use our uh, our agents to, to brand them actually in the different regions. So like yeah. the, the local agents. So one strategy which for us is that we brand our agents sort of that they're really experts in the real estate industry, right? Mm -hmm. So, and we do then like lead generation, we do branding, we do PR. And the idea is that they're the experts and we mm -hmm. try to do the rest, right? Yeah. And the other thing, of course, is that the, the topic that we also do lead generation by our own. So we have like several generators uh, to, to get the property owners and, and create right. value out of it. With the idea also, very important for us to create value concerning the services so like this this product innovation so we don't work with fixed fees sort of but right, yeah. we say we have no entry fee there is no risk like our, our services are really risk-free so the entry okay. fee there, there is no entry fee and and there's sort of no risk also to work with us together yeah so that e makes it even easier for people to work with you exactly exactly and you mentioned the agents right they are they have your branding you also see that in the listings that mm -hmm. there's always a nice property branding mm -hmm. uh, with the images and everything mm -hmm. Do these people, are they directly on your payroll? So you hire them directly, right? Exactly. exactly. Why was that the right setup? Because I, I know that, for example, if, if you look at you know insurance uh, agents, etc., they are often 
self-employed or independent contractors. Why was it important for you to hire the agents directly? Actually, um, it was quite funny. We bootstrapped it, uh, bootstrapped till end of 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time when we, we, we invested by our own and we had like family and friends sort of, which which helped us uh, out with investment. Mm-hmm. And um, I was always telling like in our seed round to our investors, hey, listen, um, even also when I'm on a software company, I have to do sales and our sales agents are actually hired by us sort of right so we use our sales agents to improve the processes Mm -hmm. and to really make the best out of it so they're on our payroll because one thing is also the the quality thing so for us it's important that they do a good quality that that we can measure and really create this value sort of for for, for customers right yeah and that is way easier if you have them directly on the payroll instead of self-employed where you can incentivize them but not really guide them because they're not your employees exactly another thing you mentioned before you were bootstrapped right i think the first two years you actually completely bootstrapped the company mm-hmm. and just recently you, you raised a 1.3 million seed round mm-hmm. so how difficult was that in the beginning to bootstrap the company because that's a huge accomplishment i think there first was very important that you know as you know you just founded a couple of months before COVID, so it was not yeah. easy at all uh, even for a young startup <laughs> as us um for us it was really important to all time reinvest 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 mm-hmm. and really focus then on the technology part right yeah. and um i think there the 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 the, the reason why we, we we grow so fast was really the team. I really believe that without this team, we couldn't reach that at all, right? Yeah. And at the same time, we then decided to actually take on investors, right? Exactly. Uh, a bit later down the road. Why was that then the right time to take on investors versus still going bootstrapped? Yeah, at this time, we realized that we can really have an impact on the market. So we, we had a, a crazy growth, you know, with, mm-hmm. with, uh, with bootstrapping. And then we decided in the company that we really want to grow faster, we want to scale uh, the property. And, and that was actually the reason why when we decided to, to take investors on board, right? It was also not planned again. So, okay. <laughs> but yeah. It just sort of happened because you saw the opportunity, you had this, the fast growth that investors are looking for. Exactly, exactly. Didn't you also give up quite some freedom and flexibility by now taking investors on board? No, like I'm very grateful for that. We have very great investors which believe in us. They yeah. they, they, they help us. Uh, we have also very great board of directors, advisory mm-hmm. board. And I think they're, of course, like... It's always important to be honest and to, to speak in an honest way. And, and I don't feel that we, we gave up some freedom, to be honest. Okay. And what will you use the money for? What will be your investment areas that you now want to say, we had good growth, but now we took on the investor's money mm-hmm. because we want to do this and that. What will you use the money for? It's like 80% technology, okay. really investment in the platform. And of course, you know, also marketing and, and stuff. Right. So what, what do you do with the platform? What do you plan to develop there to uh, make it stronger and better? Actually, it's really to adapt it to, to make a better version out of it, right? I think we are in the beginning, sort of, mm-hmm. like these four portals that are existing already and we're working on it, right? But it's really improving and, and, and making more scalable, right? And, okay. and also open perhaps earlier or later for partners. There could be an expansion. So, yeah. An expansion to where? Yeah, it could be Germany, Austria. Okay. Yeah, let's see. You're open to <laughs> see open. Yeah, where yeah. the future <laughs> will lead you. I also wonder now, you know, bootstrapping the company, now mm-hmm. having investors on board, 
did that also change your role in any way? You know, basically, did you have, do you have now a different role or new tasks that you have to take care of mm -hmm. now that you have investors on board? I think generally we're switching from startup to scale up. So it's mm -hmm. very this, this uh, famous switch of out of startup to scale up, right? right? And I think there is also finding the right people like we found our very we have a very great team right and i'm yeah. very thankful for it and i think this is also how my, my my role changed right i think i have more topics concerning the strategy uh, how we want to go on how we want to scale the company and, mm -hmm. and of course like there's a completely new role yeah. yeah and hiring becomes so much more important these days because whenever i go on social media i see you <laughs> posting we have these these and these <laughs> job openings yeah that, that that's true yeah i think that's very important and for us like finding the right people right mm -hmm. is very important and we do much over our active sourcing or about our network sort of and and yeah that's actually uh, what we do and you did, you built the company you know all along the way with your brother you mm -hmm. had the previous experience mm -hmm. by already building companies together mm -hmm. how is it to work with your brother in a company is that a huge advantage or does it also have some disadvantages i think it's a huge advantage um in my last company where i worked he was also working there and mm -hmm. uh, we really separated always private and business yeah. and we are actually like yin and yang so we we, we are working in a, in a very great way together and and everyone has his role his own yeah. tasks or the responsibilities and the other side i think the like having trust uh, and, and and giving trust to each other is very important and mm -hmm. Yeah, who else should I trust when I couldn't trust my brother? So Sure. Yeah. How do you split the role? So what is your focus and what is your brother's focus? Actually, my brother, he's acting as chief sales officer. So he's yeah. really uh, responsible for the, the whole sales team. And, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm acting as CEO and I'm doing sort of the rest, let's say, yeah. like with my C-level team and management team. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And how do you separate the business part and the private part? Like, do you have any ceremonies where you say now we're at the office now we talk business and as soon as you go over that bridge we once heard in a, in a previous podcast we don't talk business anymore how, how do you do that to keep a healthy balance i think um to be honest uh, this is a very good question uh, we always like it's it's not like that that we you know when we have let's say discussions right mm -hmm. we always know it's not a discussion at all it's like a, a sure. business right and um at the moment, I think it's an intense time, so we are switching from from startup to scale up, and, and yeah, we, we, at the moment we're quite speaking often about business. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's the balance, but it's also timing at the same time. Exactly. So there are times where you talk a lot about business, and sometimes a bit less. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, switching from the startup to the scale up mode, right? Mm -hmm. um, we heard before you had a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Now you have investors on board. You have probably also a bit more pressure because it's like more employees, more customers, more money involved. How do you also as a founder now make sure that you don't end up in a burnout again and also stay, stay healthy and take good care of yourself? I think this point won't happen again. Um, because I really know myself much better than I did a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I think it's really like taking time for yourself and, and, and um, really also take care about it, right? let's say. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I don't think that it, this can happen again, to be honest, because I know myself even better than I did before. And I know when I have to realize, okay, now you have to make a break or you now you have to go home or whatever. Right. So I don't believe that this, this, this would happen again. 
how does that show in, in, in practice? Like, do you go for longer walks or don't answer emails on the weekend? Or how does it show in practice to take better care of yourself? Actually, my, my, my time is always in the morning. I, mm -hmm. I, I stand up quite early in the morning. I, I go then to gym or go to have a run. Right? Nice. And this is the, like my, my, my couple of hours, let's say, one, yeah. two, two hours where I'm by my own. And mm -hmm. then even also in the evening, right? So for me, it's really finding the balance for myself and, and also knowing when I have to stop sort of, right? Sure. Yeah. I like what you just said before, that you take time for yourself first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Because I feel if you do that, you know, what very often happens is we get up, we go to work, then we come home tired in the evening. We might not be motivated to hit the gym or do something else. And then we just continue working or we just feel like we didn't have a really good day because we didn't put ourselves first. Mm -hmm. If you do it the way that you do it, you have time for yourself first and only then you start to work and do stuff for other people. So you basically already won the day. So whatever the day throws at you throughout the day, you already had time to yourself and took mm -hmm. care of yourself. And that's a huge game changer, I feel. 100%. Like, I, I really believe that in the morning, taking the time for yourself, like the first thing is one of the most important things. So I really, when I stand up, I take first a coffee, and nice. then uh, I actually go to running or to go to gym. Mm -hmm. And then I sometimes also read, right? Nice. And then I, I know, okay, I've, I had my couple of, let's say, one and a half to two hours mm -hmm. for myself. And then let's rock. We can Amazing. really focus on business. Yeah. yeah. And I actually love that, you know, what, what does a typical day in your life look like? So we saw the, the first one and a half to two hours. Mm -hmm. What happens then? How, how does your business workday usually look like, the typical day, if, if there's any such thing? Actually, I always try to be approximately three days per, per week to be in the office mm -hmm. and two days I'm trying to really have meetings, which are, I'm not out of the office sort of. Yep. And I really plan this time, like I have a strict um, weekly plan. Uh, I do that since I think 14, 13, 12 years approximately. Nice. So I always have the, my weekly plan and I live yeah. after that. So yeah. I have a clear plan, a clear to-do list and, and try to Give me then also like some free slots, as example, mm -hmm. I don't know, Wednesday after lunch. And then I, I don't take any meetings and then I take time for myself to, to really try to work at the company, not in the company. I love that. And your typical day, if you're at the office, do you have a lot of meetings that you have to take care of or a lot of calls or how do you have to imagine this? Yeah, a lot of meetings. I yeah. really try to to have less meetings now, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, most meetings or also yeah, with the team or with investors or potential partners and yeah. So yeah, that's part of the founder and CEO job, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So now, if we look at your statistics or your numbers, you have already more than two thousand successful property placements done mm -hmm. you're growing rapidly expanding a team mm -hmm. you close the the seed round so what is next for you what what are your plans yeah um uh, when i did the seed one at this time uh, we four months f five months later we did then exactly the seed two where we we raised and again approximately six million wow and meanwhile we are 124 employees out of this that's crazy yeah it's quite much <laughs> <laughs> like last time was in the in the monthly meeting, was like, okay, crazy much people yeah. here, right? But it's very nice. And um, yeah, what, what, what's next there? Um, I think for us really to, to get in the scale-up mood, Mm -hmm. um, to 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 focus on processes, uh, clear processes, um, yeah. clear communication for the team, and, and yeah, make us ready to to scale up and, and, and expand. Then, right.
And then you said, yeah, you're building the platform. You focus mm -hmm. a lot on invest a lot in technology. Mm -hmm. exactly. You're also looking at foreign markets. Is that something that you have on the roadmap for this year, 2023 or beyond that? Um, actually, it's it's planned for 2023 exactly. Yeah. Um, this year, we, we want to just close a, a great year actually to really focus again on, on, on transactions sort of in technology and then next year, yeah. hopefully, if, yeah, th th will come the next step. And since you also have investors on board, right? At mm -hmm. one point in time, they also expect a return of their investment. Mm -hmm. Is an exit, a trade sale of the company, something that you think about? I think for now, uh, I, I know my answer is quite stupid, but we really want to focus on business. So our right. goal is to really create value, to disrupt the industry and to really be uh, yeah, uh, one of the leading agents, actually. Mm -hmm. And that's our main focus. I think the, when founders only focus on exit or trade sale, it's, in my opinion, the, the, the wrong focus. So it's really yeah. creating value, having a great team and yeah, doing the best out of it. I think that's a very good perspective on, on the world because there was once a saying from an M&A guy and he said, companies don't get sold, they get bought. So if you have a good business, if you solve a relevant problem, you actually get acquired because somebody sees value in what you do. 100%. I'm, I'm with this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can introduce you to him once <laughs> the time is right. And I also wonder what is next for you and your brother? I mean, you're working out together in probably the, the third company. Mm -hmm. What will be next for you? Do you have any additional ventures planned or what? what is your focus, your next thing with your brother? I think our next thing is the property. Um, that's we need their fully focus, and 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 uh, yeah, I, I think I don't know what's coming next. Sort of. I mm -hmm. think at the moment we have a great team, we we, we have a great company, and, and that's that's the most important at the moment. Fantastic. Now, Levent, to wrap up the conversation, we have two last parts for you. Mm -hmm. The first part is about your favorite resources and gadgets. Mm -hmm. You said before you like to read. Are there any books or other gadgets and resources that you can recommend to our listeners? Yeah, I think one thing is, of course, always the MacBook, right? As a sure, gadget. yeah. <laughs> so, we uh, need that. That's the most important thing. Which and one do you use? The uh, Air or the Pro? I use the Pro, but I think it, I have some limits there. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I have to buy a new one. Um, yeah, that, that's the first one. And the second one, I think, like books. Uh, they are like self-improving books or you mm -hmm. see at the moment I'm reading a, a couple of books about scaling like how to scale the company sort of nice and I think knowledge is power right yeah so yeah and now for the very last part we have some rapid fire questions mm -hmm. so I either give you a short question or different options to choose from and you have to answer in one sentence you ready let's go rent or buy uh, rent to live buy to invest oh, I like that I heard that before that's <laughs> yeah. a good one how many hours of sleep did you get last night? Yeah, if you want to grow, there is no sleep. No joke. <laughs> um, I think last night there were approximately five to six hours. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's, that's absolutely enough. Real estate, stocks or crypto? Real estate, of course. Clear choice that's for clear, you. Yeah. What is the best place in Switzerland to live? To be honest, like Switzerland, I love Switzerland. There is no best place. I think Switzerland is, is, is a very great place overall. So there are different uh, cities which are nice. But uh, I think I would say Zurich. But yeah. yeah, you perhaps also, or I don't know, Bern. <laughs> I like the balance. So I like the countryside in the Emmental where I grew yeah. up. But I also like the busy city life. So I think it's a pure luxury to have the balance of enjoying both of them. 
I think this is Switzerland, right? You can have yeah. both of them. It's very nice. Exactly. So the last one for you, what is your advice to your 20-year-old self if you look back? Just go for it. Like, really, um, don't care what other people think. Um, just okay. do, do your own thing. Um, like, give to one percentage. Be patient also. That's also quite important to, to have it. Yeah. And just go for it, right? There is nothing to lose. Um, yeah. Especially in Switzerland, right? Yeah, absolutely true. <laughs> we need more of that spirit. So I'm very glad that we can close this conversation with that statement. Levin, thank you so much for coming on the show. All the best to you, to property and to your brother. And we're very excited to follow your journey of scaling up. Thank you very much, Levin. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, you can support us by rating our show on Apple Podcasts. This way, we can reach an ever-growing number of aspiring entrepreneurs.